we need a balance of let's conserve what was good from the past and progress and let's progress to in what the is place righteous absolutely. and good yes and yes yes yes, yeah. yes what's just I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and we talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. Dave, I have been really surprised by some of the January 6th congressional hearings, as so many people have been. Yeah, I have not kept up with that. What is wrong Um, with you? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think... I think I'm in revolt against the hearings with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I didn't watch any of that either. Yeah. Except for the one segment I mentioned at the end of one of our episodes. Right, right, right. About the revenge poop. <laughs> the revenge poop. I just happened, uh, oh, yeah, on the little segment that I was like, what's going on here? Yeah. That's what I, I happened upon. You happened upon the revenge poop. Yeah. But other than that, I've not paid attention to that or what's going on with the congressional hearings. Well, the so- Johnny Depp thing is over now. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I never really cared much about that. No. Um, but the January 6th hearings are super interesting. Yeah, well, super interesting. I'm curious, so fill me in. I am not an expert on them, but I'll try and, uh, yeah. So one of the first things at the, one of the first things that they revealed was that Trump's, um, attorney general, Bill Barr, who is, uh, conservative by any stretch of the imagination, he was, you know, big in the, uh, George W. Bush, White House, and I mean, he's not. You know, we're not. We're not talking about liberals here. Yeah. Um, he testified that the concept that the election was stolen um, was he, in his words, bullshit. Okay. He's not given to that kind of language, but he is. Yeah. He and he he said that directly to the president um, just after the election and long before the January sixth riot. And was trying to convince the president to uh, get off of this stolen election yeah. idea. If you had to guess, how many people out there still believe that this election was hijacked? It's a lot. It's a lot. Like 40% of the nation? Maybe. Really? It might be that high. That seems a little bit high, but yeah. I, I'm not too unrealistic. Hmm. Yeah. Um, further than that, uh, President Trump's daughter, Ivanka, um, who was one of the top uh, advisors in the mm-hmm. White House staff said, yes, uh, Bill Barr is correct. And the the election definitely was not stolen. So even his own family right. is saying that... Th- that Let it go. He's cr- he let it go. And they were saying that from the beginning. There's some question there was before the January 6th hearings as to whether Trump was just getting bad information. He was surrounded himself by yes men. Very, very clear now that's not the case. In fact, everybody around him was saying, not not quite everybody... Pretty much every his daughter, his yeah. uh, you know attorney general, his As it turns lawyer, out, he's everybody. A, he's a bad information generator. Yeah, he's the one who's generating this. Now he went out and found a some lawyer who was a law professor in some obscure law school. I forget the name of it. Um, that actually had some idea that uh, the election could be overturned, and he brought that guy to the White House and said, "Now you're one of my chief advisors." Mm-hmm. And so that guy went on. Later on, he at, he asked for a pardon from Trump, along with multiple other people asking for pardons. I don't think Trump gave pardons out, but lots of our congressmen and women uh, who were uh, going after this lie, and then lots of folks in the White House 
asked for pardons, and he didn't pardon any of them, but they were asking for it because they know. They yeah. knew what they were doing was illegal. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good indication. Well, before we go down this road, you promised me a pardon. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We also learned uh, they, they showed us the um, text messages that had been confiscated between Sean Hannity, uh, the Fox News yep. uh, reporter, and Mark Meadows, the chief of staff of the president at the time, um, where Sean Hannity is specifically asking for talking points. What would you like me to say on my news program? Mm-hmm. And so then he says, Here's, here are your talking points for tonight. And that's exactly what Sean Hannity said that night. He claims to be an independent reporter. Right. He's taking his talking points directly from the president. He, well, he's clearly biased, as most of our news is these well, days. And there's and... a sense in which I'm okay with bias as long as you're you're clear about it, but the mm-hmm. idea that he's independent? Yeah, uh, it's one no, thing to give no, an editorial, no. but... Yes. Right. And, and you should be clear about that. This is my opinion, this is an editorial, or these, right. are, these are the facts that journalism has uncovered right. without spin. You know, the problem there, again, yeah. is not so much the individual, it's the rich people who now own... Yes. No, you're right about the, that. ...the networks. You're right about that. They can filter whatever they want. That's right. So, That's right. yeah, they're controlling... Uh, media and information. That's right. But the idea that he's an independent um, editorial reporter or whatever, yeah. like, yeah, that's just clearly not true um, now. Uh, all of Trump's advisors, except the ones that he started uh, promoting because um, he found them, were all saying that this is illegal. You've got to stop. Yeah. And he didn't. That's new. Um the other thing that I, I found fascinating with it is how for, how much he had planned. He had planned the January sixth riot. This didn't. This was not something that just got out of hand. Uh-huh. Um, one of Mark Meadows' uh, uh, administrators, a young woman, testified because uh, she so she was there for all these things, and she said that um, that her boss, Mark Meadows, the chief of staff, as well as others, talked with her and said. Uh, Coming up on January 6th, we're going to have this, wait till you see, it's going to be a big, big deal. Mm-hmm. And she didn't know exactly what was going on. When they got to the January 6th, the president had, right outside in, on the White House, they had, he had his big rally, whatever. They're screening people to come in. There's a lot of people that were not able to come in because they couldn't uh, go through the Secret Service checkpoint. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a president? Have you ever gone to see a president? No. I have one time. President Obama came to Chapel Hill, and uh-huh. uh, and, and we went. You got to go, so you see Secret Service, I mean, it's just everywhere. And sure. You got to go through these metal detectors, and they, you know, they ask sure. you questions and stuff. Okay, so there's a lot of people trying to get through that are being turned away by Secret Service at that point because they have weapons. They've got AK-47s. They've got all kinds of weapons, different wow. sorts of weapons. Mm-hmm. And President Trump saw that and saw there were a bunch of people who were being turned away, and he became irate and said, you've got to let those people in. They're not going to use the weapons to hurt me. Let them in. Mm. And the Secret Service said, no, we cannot let them in. This, is, right. this goes against everything. And he said, I am the effing president. Let them in. Right. And they didn't. And so his crowd was much smaller than he was anticipating. Mm -hmm. And so then it was at that rally, just, I mean, minutes later that he said, uh, hey, we're all going to march down to the Capitol building. Right. And we're all going to, and you have to fight like hell or you're not going to get your freedom back. 
he knew that this was an armed crowd. Yeah. Uh, and so he was intending on leading them. He was intending on going and being a part of it. He had talked earlier with his staff that day and previous days. He was intending on that January 6th where they were going to certify the vote. He was intending on going into the Senate chambers himself personally to interrupt the proceedings to argue and try and persuade uh, the the senators to change, to, to not count certain votes so that he yeah. could win. He lives in bizarre world, doesn't he? Yeah. It, it's, uh, I mean, you sit here and you think, as as a couple pastors who counsel people and yeah. think about yeah, psychology yeah, yeah. and stuff yeah. like that, you're like, what? what is this guy thinking? Yeah, what, what, that's I right. I mean, is he... Is he just that delusional? Yeah. Is it? Is he? Um, is he? I know he's been hyper polarizing on purpose and trying to sure. to capitalize on the disenfranchised right. Sure. Um, to gain power. Yeah. Uh, you know, prior when he was younger, he was not a Republican. Oh no! It was actually fairly recently, shortly before the election, that he was uh, pro-choice. And yeah, there's been he, a lot of shifts. Yeah. 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 And it, it it's hard to to think that he's not just playing. Oh, I think that's exactly right. The political climate and yeah. and mm-hmm. trying to gain power and that and then refusing to to you know advocate when he's when yeah. he's lost. Yeah. Um, when he wasn't able, so earlier on, when he wasn't able to, um, he he tried to seize all the voting machines in particular areas, and they're like, "No, you're not allowed to do that." Um, and he tried multiple other things, and he tried this, he tried that. Then he started uh, bullying Mike Pence when he came up with this idea. Right. And so, like in White House meetings, in in uh, Oval Office meetings, he was he was caught with Mike Pence there. He was Mike Pence said, "No, th- I can't overturn an election myself." And Trump was saying, "Yes, you can. You can just decide to ignore certain electoral votes, and or you send it back to the states. You can, mm-hmm. you know, do, like no, that's not a power that I have." Um, and in those meetings, like to his face, he's calling him a pussy. He's saying he's a coward. And boy, to call Pence a coward in a circumstance like that, I think he's just the opposite. Yeah, he's standing up to the president of the United States and saying, "I'm not going to do what you asked me to do." That is the opposite yeah. of a coward. Yeah, yeah. I, you know that that's the rhetoric of a bully. Right? Yeah, totally. And, and I, it's no matter what happens, I've got some predictions about uh, November and yeah, okay. uh, the future. Yeah, but. Um, I really, really, really don't want Trump back. Yeah. Even though and some of our listeners are maybe Trump supporters. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say that we probably agree on a lot of sure. conservative politics. Sure. sure, sure, sure. I just think this guy is a troublemaker. Yep. And I uh, agree. his mouth runneth over. Yes. And it's just bad for everybody and everything. Yes, yes, yes. hyper-polarizing. Yes. yes. Um, and he's kind of the antithesis of what we're trying to do here, which is... Uh, to restore some sort of civil discussion completely and be able to agree to disagree and, and at least try to understand what someone else's, what their, what their concerns are. Right. Right. Um, he just, he just breaks the rules, you know, and adding to that, uh, pretty much everyone except for Vladimir Putin uh-huh. <laughs> has agreed that, uh, you know, that, that Russia was involved in the election the first right. time around. That's right. Um, he and, and Vladimir seem to be the only people who, who don't think that's the case. Yeah, who don't think that's the case. Right? Our um, CIA says it's definitely the case. And, right. And, uh, <laughs> right. And Trump had a, had a what, a couple-hour meeting with Vladimir Putin comes out. I uh, believe him. He, like, yeah. he said he didn't, invo- that Russia wasn't involved. You know, of course he's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's really, it, it's it's kind of nuts. You know, when, when uh, as the riot was going on um, and Trump was not able to go, uh, to, to be, to participate in that, uh 
during the riot, multiple people in his staff, as well as the like uh, Laura Ingram, the Fox News person, and all, were messaging him and saying, "Look, you've got to call them off." And he just refused. In fact, when they when uh, he heard that they were um, chanting "Hang Mike Pence," and they had a gallows out there, right. "Hang Mike Pence." Um, he that's when he sent out. He finally broke his silence. Sent out a tweet saying, uh, "Pence hasn't done what what needed to be done, and uh, he's a I don't I forget what that what the actual wording was, mm-hmm. but he just added more fuel to it instead of calling right. them off." Yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, it's not good. Yeah, it, it's not good. Uh, man, it'd be uh, one thing. See, at, at some point, I had it in my mind, and I think lots of people did. Did he was he was he misinformed, and you know to be charitable to him, yeah. like maybe he maybe someone's just saying, look seriously, you did win, uh, everything says that you won. Maybe right. he has surrounded himself with yes men. I get that, right? But that's not the case. He knew yeah. exactly what he was doing, and you know he's he's playing upon people's fears that they're going to lose their freedoms. Yeah, that, that, that's right. That America is going to slip away. That's right. Um, and, that's right. And well, here's the thing. It depends on which side of the aisle you're on, which freedoms are being lost. Yeah, that's right. Um, there's there's always restrictions and parameters, yes. and you have to have that in society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The question is, which ones are we going to pick? Right. And, right. You know, in, in a lot of cases, I would lean conservative, and you know, sure. and I want religious freedom. We just had episodes Absolutely. about that. And, yeah, that's super uh, important. Yeah, and so uh, I want liberty. Yes. for sure. Yes. Um, but this is a uh, an attempt to. Incite to riot, really, with yeah. the fear. The motivating yeah. piece is you're gonna you're gonna lose your freedom. Yeah, you're gonna be a socialist. Yeah, you're gonna be in a communist country soon. America's gonna fall apart. That's right. Um, we need to dissect that rationally. Yeah, I think that the con- that the uh, con- um, congressional committee was wise to uh, side with Mike Pence. It was that so uh, the committee was praising Mike Pence. A committee made up more. Democrats than Republicans, and all of them were saying Mike Pence is a patriot and we should honor him and respect him. Now, he is no friend of Democrats, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But they were saying, uh, this is not about our political differences. This is a man who is standing for the rule of law, right. as we have agreed upon in the Constitution, even though it hurts him and his political ambition personally. And I think that's exactly right. That's the whole point of the Constitution, is to. And and they also talked about. I don't know if you remember back when um, uh, Al Gore, you know, lost the election, mm-hmm. and it was uh, you know the Florida uh, hanging chads and, yeah. and all that stuff. Uh-huh. And so it had to go to the Supreme Court as to which ones. And I mean, it was the razor's thin margin. Yeah. And it went to the Supreme Court, who had to decide which votes counted and which ones didn't, because that's the process. And he was the vice president at the time, which is analogous to Mike Pence as the president. And even in that circumstance, Al Gore said, yes, I will certify these votes the way that the Constitution asked me to. Because there's something much bigger than my personal power. And that's exactly what Mike Pence said. I have so much respect for both Al Gore and for Mike Pence, who did the same thing, different parties, in uh, these lost elections. Right. Because you have to have the rule of law. Totally. Or when you totally. start, if you have power and you start to bend those rules, you're on your way to fascism. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And that's what, that's what tr- the January 6th committee is showing that Mike Pence, uh, I mean, excuse me, that uh, Donald Trump did. Now, 
there's a lot of criticism on the right, especially the extreme right and Donald Trump's um, supporters, uh, with very, they're, um, in my opinion, nitpicking very specific things. So mm-hmm. one of the people um, uh, told a story that was pretty outlandish. It may or may not be true. For her, it was hearsay. She said, I heard this happened. I wasn't there. She was very clear. I wasn't there, but this is what I heard. Mm-hmm. A ridiculous story about Donald Trump uh, trying to choke one of his um, uh, service detail uh, personnel to okay. get them to do something uh-huh. that uh, apparently there's a number of people who did see that, but they're not testifying. She said, I heard this from multiple people. It may or may not have happened. So they're deta- they're, So people are criticizing, saying, she said this thing. She wasn't even there. We have to throw out everything she said. And, okay, you know what? It probably was not wise for her, for the committee to have her tell that story because right. she wasn't there. Um, yeah, but that's just hearsay. I that's mean, hearsay, yeah. right. Let's get the people who were actually there and right. see what they say about it. Um, but that that's the kind of criticism that I'm hearing is that, in, in, like, okay, you're uh, missing the front page here. You're, you're nitpicking about something that, yeah, okay, let's throw that testimony out, that particular testimony. But she was there for a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that was, in my opinion, treasonous. And she's testifying uh, before Congress to do that. Yeah. As someone who was absolutely loyal to Trump, proud to serve in his administration up yeah. until that moment. Right. Uh, so this is not a Trump hater. This is someone who was on his team for sure. Yeah. Well, I think the lesson here is that there comes a time when you, you yes. have to go with exactly. what's right. Exactly. You have to go with your conscience and you have to do you know, what is morally correct. That's right. And, That's right. Um, and abide by good law. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's a time to uh, protest Laws that you disagree with, or things that yeah. are happening, you know. But um, even if you're, if someone's very charismatic and very powerful, they're uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer yeah. with the Nazis. Yeah, right. Um, it cost him his life. That's right. But uh, in that way, he's a hero. Mm-hmm. You know, standing up for what he believes and what is what is right and true. And there, I think that happens to everybody in in some microcosm in their life. You got to, you have decisions to make. Yeah, yeah. And and do what's right. That's right. Even if it costs you. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, Even if you think the bigger picture is about, um, you know, well, well, my liberties are going to be lost. I need to, I need to kind of keep this delusion yeah. going because of that greater purpose. I'm not sure I agree with that. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that's right. That's right. I mean, the, you, we're concerned about the the ends, but also the means. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. That's right. That's right. It's. Um, so there are going to be more hearings uh, later in this month, and uh, what they have promised, and they've promised some pretty big things, and they've always delivered on them. So this is interesting. They've promised to show evidence, and they haven't yet, but they promise in the future to show evidence of Donald Trump tampering with witnesses, uh, trying to bully and influence witnesses to not testify to what they know is true. And... If and when that happens, if they can show credible evidence of that, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be very difficult for the Justice Department not to indict him. Is he going to grab somebody? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, my understanding is that his popularity as a candidate himself has gone down tremendously because well, it would of have this. To. It would yeah. have to. Um, but the... Um, People are not against his ideas and mm-hmm. kind of that Trumpian way of doing things. So other candidates that are like him 
are just as popular. They are not losing anything, mm-hmm. right? It's uh, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert just recently. Um, boy, I'm I'm going to try and not go too far with this because I don't have the quote right in front of me, but she said something like, um, and it's pretty close to this, that the uh, church is supposed to tell the state what to do. That's how mm-hmm. we have a moral state is that the church tells the state what's right and wrong, and the state has to listen to it. Well, yeah, it needs some... That's a bigger discussion that needs I suppose to be it fleshed is. out. But I, I probably what they're, I hopefully what they're trying to communicate is that the church has a voice, um, and as I've as I've argued that that every legislation is based on a morality. Yes, and and governments have to choose which morality they're legislating. Yeah, there's yeah. no doubt about that. So you, you know you read like Dietrich Bonhoeffer's Ethics, and it, it, there's a working relationship between the the. The faith of the nation and the and the, um, the the state of the nation. You get to America and then you say, "Yeah, what, um, that's that's the big debate." With uh, I think that's what's the faith of the nation. I, I think that <laughs> you are putting way too much faith in Lauren Barbert. It's uh, no, I'm not, I'm ability not. to uh, understand <laughs> Dietrich Bonhoeffer's ethics. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying. There's. A, I understand what you're saying. She may be. Yeah, she may have been trying to articulate that. And it sounded like a more of a a, a, a church controlled state, which nobody wants. Well, some people do. Well, apparently, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Do you think that's what she really wants? I, I do. I yeah. do. And at least that's what she's been articulating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, all right. Well, we'll see how these continue to go. But they are. If you haven't been watching, well, you haven't been watching them. I'm encouraging you. You need to go and look at some clips. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very, you know, some of the highlights. It's pretty, uh, I listened to a lot of reporting on these, and there were a number of reporters that, that said, I heard this from different people saying, uh, in different um, NPR and, and different ones, that saying, we thought we knew all about what, what happened on January 6th. Mm. Yeah, we didn't, we, you know, we thought that maybe these were just going to be a nothing burger. And they're like, yeah, we already knew all that. We already knew all that. Almost every sentence that comes out of every witness's mouth is brand new information. Hmm. And it really is like eye opening. Yeah. 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 Concerning. And concerning, yes. Yeah. So um, uh, while we're uh, on this kick, okay, um, can we shift gears just a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell me what you think about our current economic state. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's really interesting. Uh, mm hmm. I'm not sure. So it's in one sense it's not good, but our employment is very, very low. Yeah. Uh, unemployment, excuse me. Unemployment's very, very low. And people are spending money hand over fist. But uh we have our gas prices especially are high. Other prices have not gone up so much, but housing prices have, have are ridiculously high and gas prices are starting to come down now. But so there's really good things in the economy, really bad things in the economy, and I yeah. think it has a lot to do with the pandemic, supply chain issues that are going to get sorted out, but it may take actually quite a while. I have a different view. I think that it has everything to do with um, quantitative easing and the government handing out money and and just excessively printing money. That Um, makes Okay, so that's not too far from what I mean. The the pandemic, uh 
right we're, when we gave out a whole bunch of money and then also had you know sh- right. everything shifting yeah mm-hmm. i think biden has really messed up the economy but i don't want to just pick on biden sure. because this goes all the way back to like bailouts with george w bush absolutely and you know it, it goes back a long correct. way correct correct um where we have uh every person in office doesn't yeah. want high gas prices in their True. In their term, they don't yes. want a bad economy. They don't want inflation, and so there you can print more money f- for a long time yep. and ease all that yep. suffering. But eventually, yep. you got to pay the toll. Indeed, and it looks like we're going to have to do that. Now. Absolutely, and it's going to be. Uh, and I think Biden made a big mistake in handing out all that money with COVID. Yes, and so I and and frankly, I mean, you know, I just talked to someone in our church who said they read a study that every person, no matter what their economic situation believes uh-huh. that if they just had 15 percent more they they'd be making that's always it. been the case that's always oh, been the yeah case. so th- there's always room for to just expand and fill to the next more. level yep. right yeah i just need yep. more just need more just a little bit more uh so the, apparently the magic number is 15 percent. i don't know okay. how they came up with All that right. but that, yeah. the studies then i'll be happy everybody thinks 15 percent more is what they need yep um and so there's just a, you know, when I get free money from the government, yep. um, and I know, well, I, I could send this back, but uh, I'm still going to have to pay for this later. Right. Totally. I might as well just keep it. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, they've already made this decision and they sent them, they dropped it right in my bank account. Right. You totally. know, so there's this free money, but I knew at that time, we're going to pay for this. Yeah, totally. And we're going to end up paying more than what I'm getting right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh huh. And so it's just this. that wasn't just Biden. It was also Trump. Like it was, yep. I mean, it's it's, it's a vicious. It's not about it's not about politics. I don't think. Well, I think yeah. I mean, it is and it isn't right. I mean, it, it's it it goes on both sides. Yes, 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 yes. That yeah. the same mistake is being made by both sides. Yep. Yes. And it, I think it really is a protective measure. Yes, totally. Um, trying to stay in office and trying yep. to protect the numbers and their you know and um what the economy did when they were in office. Yep. And, yep, yep, yep. Um, but yeah, we're I think we're in a we're going to be in a bad way. I agree. And it, then I started asking myself, well, okay, if if I didn't quite need that money, were the people who did? Yeah. And and how much did they really get? Right. Because it was it's kind of based on your taxable income and stuff yeah, like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, the people who the, apparently there's a large portion of the country who can't generate $500. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, they don't have $500 that could they you know, yep. they're, they're living hand That's to mouth. That's a lot of people. They yeah. get the cash, they pay their rent, they buy some food, they pay whatever bills overdue, yep. and the money's gone. Yep. And that is a lot of people. And and I say, okay, doesn't this speak to the breakdown in our education? Doesn't this yes. doesn't this speak to? I mean, in some some part, yeah. Yeah, that's right. we talk about this a lot, right? Yeah. The laws don't just fix things. Yeah. Right. Um, abortion laws don't necessarily make abortions go away. That's right. Um, and I would argue, and we will soon, uh, gun control laws don't necessarily make guns go away. That's right. Um, and so everyone's trying to, to get a certain law passed, but there's a bigger social, societal problem in each of these cases. Yes, that's right. And I think for this, it's, it's where are we teaching people to manage their money, to budget, to right. save, right. to be responsible with their money? Like, right. if you get it, you don't have to blow it. You know, um, just how do we disciple and discipline we're actually we're that. actually teaching people the opposite right yeah. so if you need to you need to be spending money even if you don't have it so here are all the credit cards right here's here's all the loans you can get you need to buy a car that's much more than you can afford right you need to do that that's the american thing what it was george w bush after 9/11 that said the most american thing you can do now is go out and spend a bunch of money right Right, and it's the same thing with the pandemic. Okay, everyone's like tightening their belts. Like, no, 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 you need to be spending money. Okay, I don't have the money. Well, just use a credit card. 
that's the American thing. And yeah. so, yeah, it's the, you know, we're teaching people the opposite, I think, of what's yeah, good economics. All this consumer spending yeah. is, quote, healthy for the economy. Right. Um, but it always results in the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. It's healthy in the short term. Yeah, in the short term. That's right. Eventually, you have to pay for it. That's right. And, you know, since the pandemic, the the uh, the numbers, the disparaging numbers yeah. have have dramatically yep. increased. Yep. The cost of going to school is ridiculously oh, yeah. excessive. Um, yep. yep. Uh, you know, with it's not just inflation; it's it's gouging. Right. Um, everyone's expecting Amazon prices to go up because of the pandemic. So guess what? They bumped the prices up. Totally. Didn't need to. Oil companies um, in 2022 have are are you know have made more money by both raw numbers and percentages uh, than they ever have in the history of. Of, the, of that industry, mm-hmm. so yeah, it uh, gas prices are higher, but they're they're not <laughs> they're higher than they need to be for what it is. They're making more money. Yeah, and so I bring this up to say that that uh, sometimes I think we focus in on uh, who's doing what, uh-huh. but the bigger picture is um, the the social ills. That's right. Our broken economy. Yes. Um, and how do you really address those? People keep nitpicking over what particular law uh-huh. or what you know uh-huh. who's in office and i know those things matter sure i know they matter but but who's in office especially the president is not nearly as important to the economy as most people think it is right yeah yeah the the president does not have much control over the oil <laughs> over gas prices right a little bit yes not much and if, if there's a if there are a whole bunch of freedoms yeah but there's also uh, alongside it a whole bunch of social ills. Uh-huh. Um, eventually, there, there's a there's a collision. Sure, right? that's right. And that's right. Maybe I don't know. Social programming is not the way that I I like to roll. But uh, we've got to come up with some <laughs> kind of solution. Something's right? yeah. Something. I mean, the the left has always said we need to educate. We need to educate. You know, according to to our paradigm. Uh huh. Well, there there's some. There's some education that we could we could certainly use if if that's the if that's the the appropriate route. No doubt about it. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um, I think it was uh, Jay Bujishevsky. I forget which book he he that that this he articulates this in. He says the the um, uh, paradox, I guess, of conservatism. He says conservatism, where you want everyone to have individual freedoms, individual freedoms. He said, but the problem is individual. Free, if you give everyone another. Enough individual freedom. They're going to choose where they're going to choose to do. They're going to choose to look at pornography. They're going to choose to spend as much money as they possibly can. They're going to choose to do all kinds of moral uh, things that we would consider morally not conservative, mm-hmm. indulgent, indulgent, mm-hmm. exactly. And so then that breaks down the uh, values that conservatives hold dear. At least they say they hold dear. Mm-hmm. And so that's he said that that's the paradox. Conservative policies. Uh, create a a breakdown of conservative values, uh, which mm-hmm. I think is really interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna think about that one. Yeah, think about that yeah. because uh, we, you know, a thicker society where we have more um, social pressure to do what's good and right and beautiful in the world is much more a, of liberal policies. But it's in those contexts that conservative values thrive. Hmm. Family oriented, and uh, you know where we are civic minded, yeah. Interesting. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to put that on hold because I, I don't want to lose where I was, I was headed. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. I want to put a pin yeah, yeah. in it because I, I, I wanted let's, to- Let's put that in the, a topic yeah, in the hopper. Throw it in the hopper. All right, I'm going to write that down because that's important. But let's, yeah. okay, let's set that aside for now. So um, where I was headed with this was as far as November, um, here we have an administration um, that is dealing with uh, uh, conflict overseas, high inflation, high gas prices, and- um, the Supreme Court has just overturned Roe versus Wade. Right. And we're moving to midterm elections. And do you think that there's going to be a large conservative sweep or not? That's a good question. I have thought a fair amount about that, and I mm-hmm. really don't know. I could see it going either way. Yeah. I think that our economy, people blame. I, I think in some ways, rightfully, in other ways, wrongfully, but blame you know the economy on... The, power, the, the party in power, that's definitely the Democrats. Also, the Democrats have not been able to do anything. They, you know, it's a 50-50 tie, and that's not good. But they, they seem to be in charge, and they're not doing almost, they're doing almost nothing. Mm-hmm. And so that's not good. So, okay, that indicates very strongly we, we want to switch to a different party. Also, the president's, when the president is elected, then the following election two years later, almost always we switch. Mm-hmm. Okay. On the other hand, yeah. The loss, uh, uh, the the Supreme Court has just handed down like a full sweep of a bunch of changes that have all gone in the very, very conservative way, including, you know, Roe v. Wade, which is has, has going to have a huge backlash, I think. And so I don't, I could see it going either way. I could see a huge mm-hmm. red wave, a huge blue wave, either one. Yeah, but what I see is like more and more polarization and conflict. Oh, yeah. Right? No doubt about that. And, and, and the narratives that are being spilled um, that that are always pointing the finger and casting blame. Yeah. I don't think they're helping. Um, so I, I think that there's going to be probably a conservative swing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my concern is, uh, well, you know, you and I both lean conservatively in terms of, you know, uh, family values and yes. things that we want to conserve in society. Uh-huh, absolutely. And, yeah. um, and yet I have, I have concern that if we have a big conservative swing, that they're not our types of conservatives. They're, they're mm-hmm. more hyper-conservative or they're more... Trump conservative, yeah, um, or you know, just kind of the, uh, you know, Clarence Thomas just came out saying that that he wants to revisit cases about yep. Yep. Uh, married yep. couples being able to get contraception. Right, right. Now, now, if we're talking about abortive contraception, I'm going to agree with him. Okay. If we're talking about preventative contraception, I think that is crazy. Okay, so you, <laughs> this is yet another topic, and maybe we need to. Well, we uh, did address it in the in the IUD portion, uh, uh, the moral issue of it. Mm-hmm. And here's what uh, maybe this is not the topic for right now, but is the Supreme Court? I think should not be uh, dictating our morals. They should be interpreting laws, and that's a different thing. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. should be interpreting what the legislation is saying. Uh, right. What, what the Constitution and the legislators have have dictated for us, and the legislation though is capturing a morality. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. Whether people say uh, understand that or not, that's the place it's where a morality. Mor- yes, right. but that's the place where moral judgment should come. I don't think they should come from the Supreme Court. Um, I guess it's part of the checks and balances. You know, Fair to enough. To interpret the law, mm-hmm. um, you you need to be operating with the morality that the law was written by, or, yeah, that's or right. what was you know and. And I guess this is where um, there are they do overturn 
I mean, I guess, I don't know. It's kind of always been this way, right? I mean, this is this is the function of the Supreme Court, and they've grown in power, but so yes. has the executive. Right. And there's, so this is part of what I'm saying is I think that uh, the the uh, Constitution, I think, you know, lines out mm-hmm. the, the, the first, uh, uh, is it the first paragraph? I think so. The first, uh, that, that talks about it's setting up the legislature, and that's where everything starts, but mm-hmm. the legislature has been stripped of its power that has has gone then to the executive branch and to the judicial branch, I think, inappropriately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, man, we need some reform in yeah, every boy. category, though. I mean, <laughs> no one's happy with Congress. Oh, no. It just keeps voting themselves higher. You know, don't even show up for a lot of... The- Right of what's going on, and yeah, and it's just full of all the 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 additives and the political interests, the the the, the money interests, the lobbying, it's right? Just which a is wreck. which is why I think they've been able to be stripped of power by mm. the the executive branch, and then now uh, that that really started. Well, it started. It, it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. That the executive yeah. branch is like, yeah, we're just going to do our own thing, and you know, right. who cares what the Congress says? Yeah, I guess I want to. I want to summarize this this whole episode. Yeah, and just and just say this oh, that that I wanted to whoever's listening out there. Yeah. Um, I, I probably uh, agree with a lot of if you're a conservative, a lot of your principles. Uh-huh. Um, however, Trump is not the answer. I agree, and. A kind of any sort of wacky, overly powerful, overly, um, uh, what's the word, um, Christian nationalists. Oh, sure. Uh, any any sort of overboard, wackadoo, let's get rid of contraception now. Uh-huh. Um, what, what's next? No more interracial couples? Right. No more, you know, like... That would be next. Yeah. Let, let, are we just going to go back to Jim Crow? And, right. Like, right. What, what's happening right now? Yeah. Um, if there is a conservative swing, can we keep it really rational and intelligent <laughs> and, you know, hopeful and really focus in on the, the, the things that really matter? Yeah. And try to keep the wackadoo out of it? Yeah. Is that possible? Can we do that? Can we find a really good candidate? That's a that's an you know a moral upstanding person who doesn't say things uh, that are inflammatory and doesn't say things that are sexist or racist or derogatory. Can we can we find someone like that? I mean, is there is there anyone left in the country who can run? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I I don't know. I have not heard anybody like that that I really like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that would be great, wouldn't it? Maybe you should run for yeah, Congress. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Because that's, I mean, conservative values. There are some values we really that you and I really want to conserve, right. no doubt about it. But we sure don't want to go back to the racism and the sexism no. of the 50s. Yeah. Right? I mean, I mean that's, yeah. that that was, and the and the homophobia where we're, you know, let's just yeah. you know, beat all the gays until they're dead, right? That's, that, all of that, like, yeah. we, we need a balance of let's conserve what was good from the past and progress and let's progress to in what the is place. righteous Absolutely. and good yes and yes yes yeah. yes what's just exactly yeah um did we talk about that in a previous episode as far as like i don't know if yeah <laughs> we can't keep track of our own episodes <laughs> um i think i i poised the question or i was going to so i'm let me just do it again okay um if the states were divided yeah red and blue uh, oh right where would you live yeah, if there was, yeah, yeah, totally. Me? Yeah. I have no idea. I know. I wouldn't want to go to either place. No, no. not in- Because if red states were fully red states, you know they're going to dial back some of the things that we think are 
are wrong and That's illegal happening. and immoral. That's happening. Right? Absolutely. And if they're blue, then you know we're going to lose all kinds of forget uh, it. Yeah, just <laughs> you know, functional religious rights and um, and understanding that that secularism is its own religion. It's its own religion, right? Right. And. Uh, yeah, and that's going to be the preferred religion, right? And I don't want that. I want I want to tolerate secular yeah. folks, but that's a religion. Yeah, you know, our, our, we have red, white, and blue in our flag. Yeah. So I want to have some some uh, white states, and maybe that's unfortunate because I, <laughs> that's I don't want a terrible yeah, way to say yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, let's pick a different color. Let's pretend that the white is uh, a different color. Yeah, uh, so, purple. It, that's nothing not to do with purple, skin color. Because I don't even want yeah. purple. Uh, you know, yeah. the, the, a mixing of red and blue. Because that's yeah, you know, that's yeah, not. Yeah, I, I just want a, a third party yeah. and a third option that is that is moderate. That's listening to on both sides and saying this really matters. Uh-huh. We need to we need to somehow legislate this. Yeah, we can't let this morality turn into that. We need to we need to have some rules here. We can't let these the, the rich folks write our laws and run away with this corruption we yeah. we need we need you like i don't know red white and blue so i just said white state but uh, i'm not it's, it's, it's nothing to do with skin color <laughs> nothing to do with but, skin color or culture but a third yeah. option yeah, right that's right a third right. option that is that is making sense i think that there are tons of people out there that would gravitate Oh yeah, to that and and the 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 two extremes, the the real con- extreme conservatives and the real extreme liberals can just keep their their platforms and become increasingly irrelevant. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of the things, one of the episodes that we do have that is I think helpful is when we talked about election reforms, and I don't remember what number that is. Go back and take yeah, it's a pretty look early at the, on. I think it's pretty early on. Yeah, but how to help those of us who are who do want to conserve good things but also dump a lot of the stuff from the past that mm-hmm. that is terrible and want we want to be progressive that way it, it's ha- there's a bunch of us like that a yeah. bunch of us but there's not a platform because of the way our election system works and we can become more democratic to represent more people and we had had uh, some yeah. good ideas back there mhm yeah yeah well if you've got some ideas or if you want to join us share this episode share other episodes um, or you can write us at the Hopper Podcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 214-267-9287 because uh, we want to hear from you and yeah. we're going to grow this audience. Tell us where we're nuts. Yeah, tell it, us where we're nuts. Yeah, That's right. Correct us, inform us, help us. Yeah, agree yeah. with us, whatever. Especially whatever Dave said. He needs to right. be corrected. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's never worked in the past. Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. You made it to the end of this week's episode. Congratulations, you win a mayonnaise and mint jelly sandwich. Mm, to claim that prize, write us at the Hopper Podcast at gmail.com or leave us a voice email at 214-267-9287. And join us next time. We'll discuss if airplane bathrooms are fair for large people. Yeah, that's really important. I don't think they are. I don't think they are either. To be be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and join our Facebook group for more Hopper goodness. The Hopper Podcast is sponsored this week by Little Chocolate Donuts, the breakfast of champions. Mm.